Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at P. Fedoff. So this is episode 100 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. It's a special edition of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I will have a special announcement at the end of this podcast. But it's mostly a podcast about the NC State uh, recap from yesterday's game. But first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for a plethora amount of additional information on our other podcasts. If you have an Apple device, an Android device, uh, please feel free to download the app for Fanstream Sports. And then also head over to our Facebook page and like the page, other additional information out there, share that with your friends and family. So here we go for the NC State recap, just some general observations uh, for that game yesterday. Notre Dame improves to 3-0, uh, win 45-24. That score is a little bit misleading. Uh, it, this game was in doubt pretty much up until the, I'd say, the early fourth quarter. We were only up by seven points, and NC State had a chance to tie the game. Our defense held after a turnover where Sam Hartman, really, he fumbled the ball, but he just got blindsided. Uh, really kind of shoddy offensive line play yesterday. But we ended up getting the win, hard fought win on the road, a strange game. So just some general observations from this game as we improved to 3-0 with the win at NC State. Penalties, I always uh, do not like to complain about the referees, but there was one drive that NC State scored a touchdown, and it was 90% aided by bad calls from the referees. But you got to play through that. But it wasn't the best uh, officiated game. But we, uh, as I said earlier, we played through that and still got the win. RO line, especially the right side of the offensive line, really needs to improve. They cannot play that way against the big boys, Ohio State, uh, Clemson. I know Clemson's struggling, but I consider them still a big boy. And then also USC. Um, I really was kind of puzzled why we didn't run uh, more to the left with uh, our All-American Joe Ald at left tackle. But we'll see how they uh, fix that in the next coming weeks. We never trailed during this game, which was a good thing. Uh, we had a rain delay. That was the big thing. It was, that was the strangest part of this game. Back in 2016, Notre Dame was playing through the remnants of, I forget what hurricane that was. They never should have played that game. It was They should have uh, delayed it until that Sunday. But it looked like everything was okay when the game started. But right around the end, I think it was the start of the second quarter, and all hell broke loose. Their scoreboard, I think, got hit by lightning. And it was pretty much a two-hour delay. They condensed the halftime to 15 minutes. But after that uh, rain delay, Aldrich Estime had that 80-yard run for a touchdown. But um, that was the strangest thing apart about that game. But we played through it. Uh, you had to play through that. What else? This is probably Sam Hartman's worst game. But if that's his worst game for the rest of the year, this team's going to be pretty successful, and Sam's going to be pretty successful. Because he did have the fumble. He was sacked, uh, didn't have, he had some bad throws, but some with those sacks too, some of those he should have th threw the ball away, but that right side of the line, that right side up until like the center interior part of the line, just did not play the best yesterday. And, uh, but as I said earlier, if that's the worst he plays all year, this team's gonna be pretty successful. He still had four touchdown passes and zero interceptions. Holden Stace, outstanding at tight end. We have to get the tight end involved a lot more than we've had at the previous two games he had uh, two touchdowns a long touchdown uh, run after a pass from Sam Hartman just a great game from Holden Stace uh, turnovers to points we were as I said earlier we were only up by seven points uh, we held them to a missed field goal after that Sam Hartman fumble 
And then we had two interceptions, turned those into 14 points, and then pretty much just took over the game after that. Uh, this was the longest field goal in Notre Dame history, 54 yards by Spencer Schrader. But then he also missed another field goal. And I, I keep hearing he has one of the strongest legs in football. That's great, but he's got to be accurate as well. It's like if a pitcher can throw 100 miles an hour, but if he can't hit, hit the strike zone, it doesn't matter. If a person can throw a football, you know, 100 yards, it doesn't matter. The accuracy is what I'm more important, what I'm more concerned about. And as I said in previous podcasts, if the game comes down to the wire with Ohio State, Clemson, USC, Duke, who knows? And we need a 40, 45 yard field goal. He's got to hit that. He's He's been a little bit shaky. He, Granted, he hit that 54 yard field goal yesterday. It looked great but then he missed another one as well. So just got to shore that uh, field goal kicking up a little bit there. Uh, what else? Maris Leofal was outstanding. That's the greatest game I've ever seen him play. He looked like if you could combine Troy Palomalu during his heyday and Ray Lewis during that 2000 season when they won the 2001 uh, Super Bowl where he was just all over the place, that was Maris Leofal yesterday. I, I know he's been so up and down throughout his career, he still didn't get a sack. That was my main thing yesterday, too. He's become so close to sacks yesterday. But that's a that's some a what's the word I'm looking for? That's a testament to Brennan Armstrong. Actually, there was numerous chances for Notre Dame to have sack yes, sacks yesterday. And they only had one, which is still a concern for me. They're getting great pressure, but they just can't wrap up the quarterback. But that's a testament to Brennan Armstrong. He was able to get the ball away quicker than I expected. And he can just move around the pocket as well and just create uh good opportunities on his own but i can't say enough maris leafow if he continues to play like that he's going to be playing in the nfl he was absolutely outstanding yesterday uh what else here um jd bertrand i i totally forgot about him during the game but i guess he had a head injury so i don't know the actual specifics to that but i'm sure coach freeman will say that during tomorrow's press conference so i'm hoping he probably just sits out next week against central michigan not to take them lightly but we should dominate that game and then just get ready for Ohio State. But I'm thinking he'll probably sit out that game, especially if it's a, uh, a head injury. Hopefully it's not a concussion, just precautionary. What else here? Another thing of concern, I some sources said six, some said seven, but we had either six or seven three and outs yesterday. That was my biggest concern because when that game started, it kind of reminded me of the Miami game in 2017 where we just looked like we were in quicksand. We seem slower, just all the plays were taking forever to develop. But as as we got those turnovers in the second half and just when the offense started to wake up and Sam Hartman woke up as well, uh, we did a lot better, but way too many three and outs. That has to improve as well. This game reminded me of a lot of the Wisconsin game, the Shamrock series in 2021, where Wisconsin led in the fourth quarter and then Chris Tyree had that 96 yard kickoff return. And then Notre Dame won by 28 points. And Notre Dame was up by 28 points near the end of this game. And then NC State got a garbage touchdown to uh, cut it to 21 for that 45 to 24 victory for Notre Dame. But very similar to the Shamrock Series game in 2021. What else here? I think that's about it. But let's get into the stats uh, real quick here. So NC State actually had more first downs uh, than Notre Dame, 20 to 16. But they also had more possessions because I said, as I said earlier, we had six to seven three and outs, which we got to improve on that. Total yards, though, we dominated 456 to 344. Passing, uh, 286 for Notre Dame to 264 NC State. And Brennan Armstrong, as I said in my preview podcast, he he's a player. 
Um, and, you know, he made some really good throws. Our defense played really well throughout the game. But when they um, when they were successful in uh, various plays uh, throughout the game, that was just because of the strong play from Brennan Armstrong. There are certain things our defense, uh, you, you just had to tip your hat to Brennan Armstrong because as good as they played, sometimes Brennan just made some plays um, a little bit better. But for the most part, our defense did dominate there. Uh, rushing, this is kind of misleading. As I said earlier, it seemed like we were in quicksand for about, I don't know, two thirds to 75% of the game. Uh, we couldn't really get the running game going, especially on that right side of the offensive line. We had 170 yards and NC State only had 84. So outstanding job by our run defense. But of those 170 yards, 80 was on one play when Audric estimate after the rain delay for almost two hours had that 80 yard run. So take that 170 with a grain of salt. 80 of that was just from one long run. The other was kind of, you know, we had a couple four yards, five yards here and there, but uh, it was mostly about two yard gains, you know, negative yard plays. So, but give tip your hats off to NC State. They are a solid run defense. And this was the first time we were playing a quality opponent. So uh, it is what it is right there. Uh, penalties, as I said earlier, I thought the rest were a little, uh, uh, some bad calls against us. Let's just put it that way. We were penalized 10 times for 82 yards, whereas NC State was 8 for 54. Time of possession, 32 minutes for Notre Dame to 27 for NC State. So let's just get into the individual stats real quick here. If we look, Sam Hartman was 15 out of 24, 286 yards, four touchdown passes, zero interceptions, which was great. He did have that fumble. Not his best game, but if that's his worst game, as I said before, we're going to have a pretty successful season. Uh, rushing, Audric Estime had that big 80-yard run, which was most of his yards, but he did carry for 14, 14 carries for 134 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jadarian Price, 7 for 31. Jeremiah Love, 6 for 24. Jabron Payne, 4 for 6. Mitchell Evans, 1 for 2, or on a fourth and in inches. And then Sam Hartman was sacked uh, multiple times, as I said uh, earlier in this podcast. Uh, he had negative 27 yards, but that's mostly from the sacks uh, that happened to him. Receiving, he spreads that ball around very well, Sam Hartman. He continues to do that. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, eight different individuals catch passes yesterday. Holden Stace, tight end. That's great to get the tight end involved. Four for 115, two touchdowns. Chris Tigree, two for 68, had a long catch of 65 yards. Tobias Merriweather had a great catch for 45 yards, but still just one catch. We got to get him involved. Uh, Jaden Greathouse, three for 15, and he also had a touchdown pass. Just a talented uh, freshman. Uh, Davis Sherwood, one for 10, and that was for a TD. Uh, Jadarian Price, one for nine, and then Mitchell Evans, one for two. So for talking point two today, the big topic here is adversity. And I know we had, um, us fans were kind of going through some up and down moments yesterday. We we're thinking, okay, here we go again. Another time on the, even though it was in a big stage, NC State was 1-0, not a top five team. But this was a pretty big game for Notre Dame. This is the first true road test. NC State, I think they had only lost one game at home in the past two or three years. They had been pretty successful at home. They came out, came in with a pretty experienced quarterback and a pretty solid defense. But we had weather conditions. Uh, we had... The refs seemed to be against us throughout the game. We were struggling. The offensive line was struggling. Sam Hartman was struggling uh, somewhat. Uh, what else? There was a couple, you know, we could have had uh, 
Benjamin Morrison dropped an interception, uh, an interception, I should say. And then two, there was just times where I, I, there's probably four or five times where NC State fumbled the ball and we just could not come up with the ball. It just seems like things were against us, but we played through that. We had a, we're going to have some adversity throughout the season and you need that to be successful because if you, if it's all smooth sailing and then you get to game 10, game 11, or make it to the playoffs and things aren't going right, you don't have that experience where you can relate to and say, hey, we've been here before, we can do this again. Now we've had that experience, we've had that adversity, and I think this is going to help us. Uh, I'm still picking us to lose to Ohio State and at Clemson. I'm still saying 10 and 2, but now I'm starting to think in the back of my mind, maybe not. I'm still saying it, but I think this adversity is really going to help us down the road. But this was the first time this season. There's going to be other times as well where, hey, the, this is where about three podcasts ago where I said, there's sometimes where the offense it's just not going to be their day and the defense has to pick it up well that was yesterday about for 75 percent of the game and the thing is if the defense doesn't create those two turnovers it's only a seven point difference in this game but two interceptions lead to uh, 14 points but the i will say the offense took advantage of the defenses uh when the defense uh, got a turnover for from NC State, when we got those two interceptions, the offense didn't mess around. They took advantage of that opportunity. So that was a good sign for the offense, just finally, as I said earlier, waking up. So uh, point or our number three for this podcast, as I said, this is a special edition of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. So for point number three today, I said earlier, I, I would love to beat Ohio State. And I, I hope I'm wrong about this game. I know Ohio State's struggling. The quarterback situation looks like a mess right now. But I think they could. They, they still have two weeks before they play Notre Dame. And we're 0-5 in my lifetime against Ohio State. I know those are different teams. But until we beat them, I, I would be a fool to uh, not pick Ohio State. But as a Notre Dame fan, I would love to win this game. But here's the thing. So... As I said here, my Steelers are playing today. You see the jet black color. I have made, I've I mentioned this to a couple other people before. And so here's the thing. If Ohio State loses to, or I should say this, if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, I am going to, as you can see here, as I get older, I used to have very much darker hair. It's still brown, but I have to use like a, uh, let's just say over the counter stuff, little coloring uh, uh, material. Uh, what's what's it called? Like Revlon, what, whatever you know, you know those little touch-up jobs. So I don't have gray spots. Well, the thing is, that over-the-counter stuff is getting—it it doesn't work as well as it used to as I get older. Well, here's the thing: if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, I already uh, have a stylist. Her name is Tanya, who said she would do this, and I'm going to color my hair the same color as Sam Hartman. As you know, he has pretty dark hair kind of like a jet black, like this uh, Pittsburgh Steeler uh, shirt color. But I will color my hair the same color as Sam Hartman if Notre Dame beats Ohio State. And here's the thing, it may end up being a, a issue. If I go on campus at Notre Dame, they may start to think, well, who's the more attractive older brother than Sam Hartman? Yeah, I'm just joking around. But the more I think about it, actually, it wouldn't be an older brother. I would be, I'm old enough now to be Sam Hartman's uh, father. Actually, I'd be a young dad because Sam was born in 99. That would have been a year after I graduated college. So I would have been a, a young old, or a, how can I say this? A young dad with a kid in college right now. So it probably would have been a shotgun wedding in 99. 
with my imaginary wife at the time. Like I said, I'm just kind of being funny here. But no, I'm going to do this. And the thing is, if, if this happens, it'll be great because having a color that much darker, it's going to hide the gray for a lot longer as well. But I'm putting it out there right now. Notre Dame, if you beat Ohio State, I will color my hair or my stylist, Tanya, will color my hair jet black like Sam Hartman in honor of the great quarterback that he is at Notre Dame, the best quarterback we've seen in a while. My hair will become jet black like Sam Hartman. That's the special announcement for episode 100. So I'm hoping it happens. If not, I'm still going to get my hair colored anyway, some color, just to, uh, as you can see, just to hide this gray because, yeah, it's still dark up there, but the sides are what really affects me and those Revlon, that's the word I was like, the Revlon touch-up. Uh, Terry Hatcher um, used to advertise a lot when she was on Desperate Housewives. That's how I got into that way back in the day. And that's when my hair wasn't as uh, as gray. And it's not really gray now, it's just certain areas I got to touch up. That's probably more than you need to know. But one final word for my special 100th episode. That's the thing. It's the 100th episode. How ironic. My 100th episode. We have a special announcement. But here it is again. If Notre Dame beats Ohio State, I will color my hair jet black, the same color as Sam Hartman, uh, for the big win that Notre Dame would have over Ohio State in honor of the great quarterback that he is. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But thank you so much for joining me for episode 100, the special edition. And as always, go Irish.